There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. what he's having. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. Hello everyone, my name is AJ Orsini and this is episode 8 of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, episode 8, The Ocho, here at, I am currently at the House of O recording my 8th episode and uh, I had an inkling that this would be uh, one of my more angrier fucking podcasts, Um, that was the plan going in and as plans are, they change. Uh, I am now recording this uh, early on uh, on Wednesday. This is not the first time I've done this, but I try not to make a habit of doing it on Wednesday as I have many things to do and I don't like waiting until the last minute to do it. But this particular week, I waited uh, to the last I waited to the last minute on purpose. This was the plan. See, this was this was the plan. I said, okay, yesterday on Tuesday, I said, okay, this is what my plan is going to be for Tuesday night, and then on my Facebook page, I shared the teaser to the teaser. (laughs) Marvel has become so huge, they are now dropping trailers for their trailers. That's how awesome Marvel has become in the past 10 years. Uh, I saw the video yesterday that was teasing that the trailer would be dropped um, today, you know, they were thanking the fans for their support for 10 years, uh, 10 years of, of MCU action, 10 years of being uh, Marvel greatness, and uh, they did not disappoint. They, they thanked us for the support, and then they gifted us a, a, a beautiful two-minute and 20-second uh, masterpiece, essentially. I loved it. I loved it. I cannot wait to see this film. I did not need to see the trailer to be excited for the film. I have been excited for the film pretty much since the Phase Three announcements, which, um, if you did not see, is still on Facebook, not Facebook, still on YouTube. And so much from that has changed over time. Uh, that announcement ceremony also had the Inhumans on there. Obviously, we all know that that car crash did not happen. Luckily, it was. It was replaced by a proven entity in the Spider-Man Homecoming film. And so I've been excited for Infinity War since the Phase 3 announcements when Kevin Feige went out there and basically shocked the world with a two-parter. Uh, they've since backed off of the two-parter name 
Uh, I don't know why. Perhaps that is something involved with the story that they're developing. Well, I guess we'll know more when we get to Infinity War, May 2018. But originally, yeah, in the announcements, it was Infinity War Part 1 and then Infinity Poor. Infinity poor. No, not poor. They're very wealthy, but no. Uh, Marvel's uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 2. It was going to be a two-part Kind of like a Deathly Hollow situation where they were going to film a whole bunch of shit all at once and just divvy it out like like cocaine users. It was just going to divvy it out at at, uh, at intervals here. Um, they've since backed off on the part two. This is this movie coming out is Avengers: Infinity War. It's not part one. Uh, I'm sure the two movies will connect since the part two is coming out. I think like a year later. So they're still keeping with their filming plan, but they're naming situation is different so i'm super excited about this a couple of points that i wanted to bring up about this because uh i've been having some pretty heated conversations all fucking day and i'm glad that i had them i like having heated conversations with people it gets my brain fucking going and i got going today and one of the things that i want to bring up is the only other movie that i have talked about on this podcast is thor uh i talked about thor ragnarok and I had my concerns about it, and then I talked about it after the fact that, uh, that I saw it and all that stuff. Um, which, by the way, I, I'm not entirely sure that I went into enough detail about it. Uh, no, the, nut, the nutshell of it is I, I'm not a big fan of the third film, uh, of Thor Ragnarok. Not a big fan. Too too comedic. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to go into depth about Thor Ragnarok. I'm here to talk about Avengers, uh, Infinity War. So, yeah. So, Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was, too, it was just too funny for me, too comedic. It was so different from everything. I know they tried to freshen it up, but it was too different for me. Thor, Thor is supposed to be a certain, you know, it, it has its role in the MCU, and I think it just tried to be like everybody else, and, and that kind of hurt the film for me. Um, the Infinity War trailer leads me to believe that I think he go, he go, he's going back to a little bit of that old serious Thor, and, and thank goodness uh, for that. But one of the heated conversations that I had today is, is I talked about Thor. I have every intention to discuss Infinity War right fucking now. And I have a friend who uh, is a huge DC guy. And I know that one of my best friends, Mr. Paul Green, Alexander Paul Green, is probably going to sit here and say, oh, he's talking about me. Actually, I have another DC friend who kind of took me to task because they, they've been listening to my podcast. And uh, they said, well, you talked about Thor. You are going to talk about Infinity War. You like comic book movies. You love comic books. Why didn't you talk about Justice League? I haven't seen Justice League. <laughs> I haven't seen it. The commercials look great. The trailers look great. It looks like they try to put a lot of effort into them. But I'm not as invested in those stories as I am the Marvel ones. I grew up a Marvel kid. I, I, all of my comic book knowledge and all of my comic book experiences all essentially come from Marvel. I have almost no attachment to those films. Um, maybe that's why I don't shit on them the way DC, DC fans shit on their own films. Because I've been getting a lot of shit that oh, you're a Marvel guy, so of course you're pumping the trailer for Infinity War. It's it's it just seems to me it's like it's so funny like DC fans usually have like a love hate relationship with their films. Marvel fans don't have that burden. We love we love these films, even the ones that are really not that good. Because believe me, Marvel Marvel has had its hits and its misses. 
Thor Ragnarok was a miss, and that's the most recent one. So that's the one that I think people are focusing on. It was a miss. Listen, I know it's going to do well. It's a Marvel film. It's Thor. It's a, it's a proven commodity, but as a film, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't their best work. To me, it was a swing and a miss. I don't anticipate Infinity War will be. But to go back to the DC thing, so I did not review Justice League. I did not have an opinion on Justice League. I, I, I try not to talk about things that I don't know about. More often than not, whenever I see these films, uh, I, I usually send text messages or emails to my DC guys, and I'm trying to connect dots. A, a prime example, when I went to the movie theaters to see Green Lantern, the Ryan Reynolds film, I gave it a shot. I went, I paid a ticket to go see it, and I'm following the story, and everything's going well, and Planet Oa, and the green ring represents this, and then the yellow ring represents that, and and I was just, I, was, I don't know, it was a lot of information being thrown at me. I distinctly remember being in the movie theater, texting a buddy, asking him about the rings, and what's this supposed to do, and all that stuff, and he's texting me back, so I'm kind of getting feedback as I'm watching the film, trying to figure the storylines out obviously batman superman those are those are stories that i think even the common like the most non-comic book person can be familiar with because i've done so many of these fucking movies i think we're on batman 37 at this point we've had so many fucking batmans i've seen memes where it's like who was the best batman there's like 12 fucking people on the list so there batman's been done a million times superman's been done a million times so i think those stories in particular those might be my like my only dc connections batman and superman because those are the ones that i see the most and i've seen so many different variations and visions of those characters it's kind of hard for me to tell which ones uh either are canon or just or or even the best ones i can't really judge like when you say well which who was the best batman I i don't know because everybody always has their own take as to why this particular batman was the best so it's very hard it's very it's very wishy washy it's all over the place so I, I never really followed it. I don't have a problem with the films. When I when I was like, I don't know, 10, 12, 13, like when I was really getting into these comic books, I I don't believe it was a big deal, but I knew it was a big deal for me. I, I always just considered myself a Marvel guy. So whenever you have these little Marvel versus DC arguments, I always side with Marvel because that's my familiarity. That's where I feel the most connection with. I was I was hearing people today. What are we eight? Why do we have to choose between Marvel and DC? Well, no one is asking you to choose. Fuck not. We were just saying that Marvel's better at certain things than DC is. It's not a childlike conversation to debate, to go back and forth and talk about which one you think is better. Personally, and I know, and I I don't know if people are going to agree with me. And frankly, and frankly, I don't give a fuck. But I think Marvel has the better movies. But I think that's the live action films. By the way. That Marvel has the better movies. But I think I can concede to the fact that DC has far better animated movies than Marvel does. I've seen a few of these Marvel, uh, DC animated movies they do uh, with Batman. And they did one with, uh, 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 I saw one with, uh, what was that? Oh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Uh, the Flash storyline. The, the animated movie version. Um, awesome shit. Like, all, like I, 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 as a kid, I stayed away from the DC stuff. Uh, because I just felt more comfortable with the Marvel stuff. I, I didn't really have much of a connection. But these movies that I'm watching now uh, are awesome. They're great. I haven't given the CW stuff uh, a chance yet, um, like with Flash and Arrow. I, I tried Supergirl, 
I did. I got a couple of episodes in, and I don't know that if it was my scheduling. I think my scheduling kind of fucked that up. But, like, I don't know. I kind of fell off after the first couple of episodes. Thought it was cool that Supergirl's sister was that chick from uh, from Not Another Teen Movie. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> She's still hot. But, yeah, the, I, I don't really have much of a connection. So that that's my explanation for the Justice League stuff. I, I, trend, I tend to stay away from the stuff that I don't really know about. And, or at least until I get the information and learn about them. So if you're listening to this now and you'd like to educate me as to what the similarities or differences are between the Justice League movies and the Avengers movies, instead of just telling me the Justice League movie was better than the Avengers, you're not going to get a positive response from me when you say stupid shit like that. Okay, I haven't seen the Justice League movie and for all I know it's a great fucking film. I'm not going to sit here and shit on it. I haven't seen it. But if you're going to tell me, me, a Marvel guy, that Justice League was better than the Avengers just because. There's no fucking way I'm going to, A, believe it, and B, look at you the same. Because the Mar- the Avenger film was four fucking years in the making, okay? They took the time to cleverly make sure every story was developed so that by the time Avengers came around, you were invested. Justice League gave you the opportunity to invest in these people fast, Batman already has an attachment. Superman already has an attachment, as I said before. Wonder Woman was new to the game. And to be honest with you, I saw the Wonder Woman movie. I enjoyed it. I actually think she's the strongest character DC has right now as far as films go. Okay? So I I actually did enjoy the Wonder Woman film. I think they told the story to the point where someone like me who has very limited knowledge. It's not that I knew nothing of Princess Diana. But I have very limited. I did not grow up on it. I don't have years of experience of reading the books and listening to her stories and knowing what her powers are and what her, you know, her story arcs are. I don't know all those things. So I'm relying on the film to break it down for me so I can track it. And of all the movies that I've seen, Man of Steel, uh, the the Dark Knight trilogy with the with the Christian Bale. Wonder Woman to me told the story the best. To me, like the bat, the the trilogy, the the Dark Knight trilogy was great to watch as a film, but they didn't spend too much time really developing, you know, Batman per se. I, I think they did a little bit of that in the first movie. They showed the parents and the training and all that stuff, and then the rest of the rest of the franchise was just kick ass Batman. I think Wonder Woman's kind of kind of above that in my mind I, I actually thought wonder woman was great for someone who doesn't know much about it now i heard people complaining about it after the fact which is another piece of the puzzle i'm not a big fan of dc fans in general because they tend to just bitch about every fucking thing everything i hear dc fans tearing their movie down their move their own movies down all the time and for movies that like for instance wonder woman i think was the, the best one of the of the new versions that they're doing I think Wonder Man, Wonder Man, <laughs> Wonder Woman was great, and I still hear complaints about it. So I don't know. I maybe just Marvel fans are just drunk with success. I don't know. They're just like, oh, every movie they put out is great, and it's not true. I argue with Marvel fans all the time. Not every fucking Marvel movie that's come out has been that fucking great. So that's my explanation on Justice League. I didn't talk much about it because I don't really know much about it, but I do know about Marvel's Infinity War, and I'm super excited about this film. I, I don't know exactly where they're going to go with the ending of the film because I know they're trying to milk one last one last blowout after this one. So 
I just hope and pray that it's not a connector film like Ultron was. Ultron, I think people already forgot that there even was a fucking Ultron film. It's almost like this feels like it's the sequel to the first Avengers. Like the Ultron film was just kind of in the middle. It was just, I don't know, just a movie that took place. Like it's not even canon to it. Like it was 1.5 and now this is the actual 2. So we'll see how that goes. Super excited. Love the way the trailer felt. Um, the new gruffed and seasoned Captain America and, and Winter Soldier's back looking basic and the same. And <laughs> Black Panther, the movie, that movie's coming out soon. I, I'm hoping to get a, a a ticket for that one as well. I'm really excited about that. A lot of new characters coming in. I don't know what they did with Vision in this uh, as far as making, I mean, that was Paul Bettany. That wasn't even really Vision. It was Paul Bettany. You know, so I, I, we, I did see the, see the clip where he was regular vision getting the uh, the uh, the gem taken from him. So there's a lot of new looks. Black Widow with the blonde hair and uh, a lot of new looks and a, a lot of new vibes. Um, Strange is obviously going to have a, a much bigger role in this and, and Thanos just looks awesome. Um, they did change the look up a tad, but it's not that crazy. It's it's looking good. It's looking good. I I have my uh, I have one concern, and the only it's not a very I don't think it's a it's a concern, but I don't think it's a valid concern because they've proven to me that it shouldn't be an issue. But they keep rolling the dice on this megastar roster, and like the Avenger movies just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just hope that they find the time to deliver the stories that matter the most. I don't want to sit here trying to figure out who's doing what every two seconds there's so many characters that they've built that we have to keep track of so i just hope that it doesn't get convoluted because that it honestly i think that's what killed ultron there was so many different directions the story was going in and i think they cured it with civil war i think joss whedon when he got his hands on the second one because there were so many problems i don't know i just there was too many hands in the pot and ultron was just all over the place but civil war was done nicely, I thought, especially with the combination of the characters, the way they did the characters. Not everybody needed uh, 30 years of dialogue to be important. Everybody made their scenes count for something. So I hope that happens here. That's why I said I don't think it's a valid concern because, you know, the, the, the directors of uh, Civil War kind of fixed it. But I just I just hope it doesn't go backwards. That's it. So super excited about Infinity War. Super excited about what Marvel's doing. I'm hyped. Um, and I can't, I can't wait for this film to come out. I cannot. So that was something joyous that happened to me today. This, this is some of the stuff that made me feel good inside. So I'm super ha happy that this is coming out. Now I have to, now I have to start divulging in the shit that was pissing me the fuck off. Okay. Now I'm going to fucking get hyped because, uh, no, I, I was just going to try to calm myself down. I'm not going to do that. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm not calming myself down for nothing. Okay, no. I'm just going to go ahead and rip it because I I, I, I may be... A, I have one bad habit. And it's a habit that I fight every day. And my wife brings it up to me all the time. Okay? She says, you always talk in definitives. This is what my wife says about me. I always talk in definitives. I say things like it's fact. And for the most part, I feel like I agree with that to a degree because most of the time that I'm usually saying something, or at least my attempt is in saying this, is to state it as fact because to me it is fact. 
More often than not, if I'm saying it, it's because it's a fact. If I don't know, I will predicate my answer or response with, I'm not really sure, but dot, dot, dot. If I fucking know it, I'm going to say it like I fucking know it. Okay? So I've been saying some things recently that's been pissing people off. Okay? So I would like to address it one more goddamn time. I have like three things that I have to fucking address. So I'm going to knock the first one out, and this one's going to be fucking quick. Okay? I I said something recently on Facebook that apparently got a few people that are actually pretty close to me pretty fucking upset. And two things that I want to harp on just real quick. I said this in episode one. Sometimes I'm going to say things that you don't fucking agree with. Okay? I'm not doing this podcast and I'm not on social media for the fuck's sake of you. I'm on both platforms for me. So if you're on board with what I'm doing, thank you and continue to ride. If you're not, get the fuck off. I don't have a problem with people unfollowing me. I don't have a problem with people blocking me. I don't have a problem with people unsubscribing. That is fine. Do what you need to do. If you don't know me personally, if you've never really met me, if you've never really spoken to me, and it's a really easy deal for you to just push the button and move on, cool, bro. Have a good one. I'm not your cup of tea. That's great. Go find another fucking cup of tea. That's cool. But if you've had conversations with me, if you've had heart-to-hearts with me, and I've tried to help you, or you've tried to help me, and we've done business together or whatever the case may be and i say something that you don't like and you feel some type of way about i expect you to let me know about it i expect that that's part of the relationship i expect you to come at me and tell me hey listen this is kind of fucked up or i feel this way about this that's cool i'm not going to curse you out about it i'm going to have a conversation with you if i genuinely can't defend myself i'll apologize for it if i can defend myself and i feel like i'm in the right i'm not apologizing for shit i said what i said you're going to have to fucking deal with your feelings not me okay so it's very simple i'm a very very simple person to deal with It's either going to be one way or it's going to be the other. What I do not like is if you're going to cut me off, if you're going to block me, if you're going to do whatever the case is, you're just not going to be involved with me anymore and you never bothered to talk to me about it and you never bothered to fucking uh, uh, speak to me about it like a man or a woman or like a fucking adult in general. If you just read what I fucking wrote and then went about your fucking business and and did your own thing and then continue to talk about it knowing that I can't see it and you're just continuing to talk about it then you've officially been stamped as bitch made sorry you're soft as fuck in my eyes and I don't I don't need you attached to me in the first place so that's fine you can block you can do whatever you're gonna do you did me a favor that's how I'm gonna look at it but just know and believe that just because I'm sitting on the sidelines right now doesn't mean I still don't have a pulse in this business Anytime that I want, all I have to do is pick up the phone and I'm back to work. That's how that goes for me. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in a locker room very, very, aside from this Friday. I'm going to be working a show this Friday. But aside from that show, I don't really work shows anymore. So as I was saying, there's going to be a show at some point in time where we're going to be in the same locker room. So I would appreciate it if you keep the same momentum you've been keeping and silence yourself. And keep yourself blocked and keep yourself unsubscribed to me. You stay in your corner and I will stay to mine. 
I don't need to be fake around people and I won't be fake around people. I have no need to be fake around people. The wrestling business never has, doesn't now, and never will own my ass. I don't have to keep to anybody's fucking rules but my own fucking rules. Period. End of fucking discussion. If you don't want me in your locker room for that reason, don't fucking hire me to be in your fucking locker room. It's a very simple deal. I am my own fucking person. I have always been my own fucking person. I will always be my own fucking person. And that's the bottom line of it. And and, and that's it. So I don't need to be fake. So if you're going to block me, if you're going to talk shit, if you're going to do a bunch of stupid kid like shit, I'm not going to deal with that. I don't have to. I'm not going to address it. I'm just going to go about my fucking business. The only reason I'm talking about it now is because I'm trying to make a general statement. Not for anyone specific. It's a general fucking statement. This is my rule of thumb. You fuck with me, I don't fuck with you in any capacity. Not a professional one, not a personal one, not a business one, none. See, to me, business is handled in a business-like fashion, okay? And if you mix personal with business, then you're not a businessman in my eyes. So I don't do business with you. It's very, very simple, okay? People are free to say whatever they're going to say. I don't have to like what people say. There's a lot of people in this business. I don't like what comes out of their mouth. But they've never disrespected me. They've never taken the business bullshit. And they make and, and they make the situation they don't make the situations worse. We're able to get by and have happy fans and put out a good product. And that's all I deal about. So I can deal with that. But when it gets personal and you start politicking and you start making things, oh, I don't want to work with this guy because of ABC, I don't fuck with that. I don't. Never have. Never will. I have never worked for a single promoter, not one, that that has ever, 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 ever taken my kindness for weakness. As soon as a promoter starts to show that they don't give a fuck, I'm out. 100% of the time. I, I, every single time and every promoter that I haven't worked that I used to work with that uh, I no longer work with believe me believe me it wasn't be it wasn't they're not all because of bad situations all right a lot I've had a lot of amicable splits amicable sorry amicable splits with people okay it's not there's not a lot I, I, I there's not a whole lot of terminations on my resume Maybe one. And that's about it. And that was because of something stupid that I did. You know, you live and you learn. Okay, but I don't I my my mouth in this business has been cock free since 2011. I don't suck anybody off for anything. I don't blow anybody. I'm not stuck to anybody's ass for jobs. Nothing. You either want to hire me to do the job that you want to do or you don't. And it's the same thing with people that, that, like co-workers, even if you're not a promoter. You either want to work with me or you don't want to work with me. If you don't want to work with me, then take your ass somewhere else. I don't need to be fake in front of the boys just to, just to put on a safe face because we're in the locker room. Fuck that. Fuck that and fuck you. You can go over there and I'll be over here. No, I'm not going to shake your fucking hand. Which is which which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I get that the tradition is, is that you're supposed to introduce yourself and, and shake hands and all that other bullshit. That's fine. I could I'll play the game, okay? Because that's that's the business that I grew up in. That's what I was trained to do. So I'll play the game. 
and I'll walk around and I'll fucking do it and I'll shake some hands and I'll do what I have to do. But if you're going to shit on me, I'm not shaking your fucking hand for the sake of the goddamn locker room. That's not how that's going to fucking go. Okay, you're a piece of shit. I'm going to treat you like a piece of shit and I don't shake shit. Okay, I walk by shit, making sure I didn't get any on my shoe as I pass by. That's it. That's what happens. So, again, this is not a subliminal. Okay, because if I had a real problem with somebody, you would already got the message They call DMs for a reason. It's called direct messaging as in being direct. So if I have a problem with you, you'd know it by now. All right. This is a general message. For anybody that I've ever worked with or will work with in the future, I'm one of the easiest fucking guys you can work with. I'll bend over backwards for anybody to make sure they get over every single time. And anybody who's ever worked with me will tell you that. Anybody. But you fuck with me and I'm not bending over nothing. I'm not I'm not helping you in any fucking way. Sink or swim, motherfucker. That's on you. Okay? There are a lot of people in the city of New York, that I have worked and helped and 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 progressed with and 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 either trained or assisted or something. Okay, I have worked a long time to help a lot of people move forward with their fucking careers. I could drop the names off the top of my head right fucking now, and they'll fucking tell you I'm one of the easiest guys to work with. Fuck with me. And that goes out the window. Sink or swim, motherfucker, that's on you. Okay? So, that's out there. That was one of the things that was fucking irritating me and getting on my goddamn nerves. So that's just me being real for a second and letting you see the AJ behind the fucking Orsini. Because I don't fucking play games. And you're not going to hear me harp on this anymore. I don't sit there and do this shit every day. This is a one-shot deal. This is the fucking disclaimer. Okay, I'm cool with everybody. I don't have a problem with nobody. I don't put heat on people. If you're going to put heat on me, that's your fucking business. Keep it to yourself. Don't include me in your little fantasy problems. Because I'm living life, bro. I got a hot-ass Spanish wife I come to all, come home to all the time, a kick-ass son, a great set of friends, and a fucking great family. I got what I need. I don't need you. I don't need the fucking business. I want to be in the business. I want to help better the business. I want to be a part of it. I don't need anything. And that's why I'm fucking Teflon. That's why people can't fuck with me and politic me and push me into doing things I don't want to fucking do. Because I'm a grown-ass fucking man that handles his fucking business on a daily fucking basis. So I don't have any goddamn worries. That's on you. So there's your fucking disclaimer for anybody. And that includes this fucking Friday, which I'm going to talk about at the end of the podcast because I'm back in the booth this Friday in New Jersey. It's going to be a hell of a time. I'm going to have uh, all the information for the show uh, linked up to this uh, to this episode on on Pod, Podbean and on fucking uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. You'll get all that information. I'm going to give all that information out fucking later. Okay. So that's the fucking disclaimer. No one is exempt from this. I don't care if you paid me. I don't care if you worked with me. I don't care if we didn't talk, but we were on the same show. It's a blanket fucking statement. I will shake everyone's hand. 
I will say thank you. I will say please. I will do everything a professional is supposed to do. You fuck with me that goes out the building. I don't give a fuck who's around. I don't give a fuck who your friends are. Do not care. I got friends too, bitch. Don't worry about that. Okay? I'm good. So that's the disclaimer. We're going to get the. I'm glad I got that shit off my chest because I, 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 it's not enough to type it. I need you to feel what the fuck I'm saying to you right now. Dead fucking serious about this because I don't play kid games. I don't. I said it on the last podcast. The only person that can get to me is my wife. And you know why my wife gets to me? Because my wife is the only person on the planet who it is acceptable to fuck me. You don't have that permission. And for the record, nobody on this planet does it like Mrs. Orsini. So even if you did get the shot, you'd probably be shitty at it. So stay in your lane, do what you're going to do, and stay the fuck up out of my business. And rant. So we're going to talk about some other stuff. Which also pissed me off. Not as much as that last topic. But I'm, I'm going to get into some wrestling stuff because there's a big wrestling thing that I want to talk about here. But I, I, I wanted to talk about my New York football giants. Just real quick. Real quick. Because I'm saying this with a shaky goddamn hand. A shaky, a shaky goddamn hand, okay? Because I'm at the end of my fucking wits, okay? So in case, in case you guys haven't been paying attention to the ESPN, my quarterback, my quarterback, Eli Manning, quarterback of the New York football Giants, who's been sort of an Iron Man over the course of 10-plus years. Right, this gentleman hasn't missed a game, hasn't missed a snap in 10-plus years. There have been ups. There have been downs. We've got two Super Bowls out of him. Multiple playoff appearances, some pretty good seasons. We've had some pretty shitty ones as well. 2013 comes to mind. We've had some bad years. Mostly good years here with the Giants. See, I'm a Mets fan as well. So the Giants are the only reason I don't slip my own throat when it comes to sports. All right? So I bring this up because... This Sunday, they're going to bench Eli Manning. He's not hurt. He's not injured. He's not even frazzled by everything that's been going on. Consummate professional, as per usual. But he'll be sitting a healthy scratch this Sunday. And in his place, the proven failure, the jawbreaker, the former New York Jet, which should tell you how low this situation is. They're starting the former New York Jet quarterback, Geno Smith, in his place. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with many football discussions, Geno Smith was indeed the football, the quarterback of the New York football Jets up until he got his jaw broken by a practice squad guy over a bet. That's how much respect he has in a locker room. These motherfuckers just sat there and watched their starting quarterback get yacked right in the fucking mouth. Broken jaw. <laughs> That's how much fucking respect he has. I got pissed when they signed him as a backup because, again, I opened with proven failure 
when discussing Geno Smith. So he'll be starting this Sunday. Now, this pisses me off. As a fan, this pisses me off. And I have heard every fucking excuse in the world today. Today, this has been going an ongoing conversation all fucking day today with me, okay? And benching Eli. Oh, it's the best decision. How in the fuck is ending this man's... Forget, forget about the play for a second. Even if Eli couldn't hit the red side of a fucking barn, okay? Even if Eli couldn't hit water if he was standing in the boat in the middle of the lake. This man has earned the right to have his fucking streak intact. Now, let's talk about these fucking excuses that I've been hearing. Well, they didn't actually bench Eli. They gave him the opportunity to start. They were just going to have a quick cord with him and put in somebody else. So he can still get his start in, but then we'll just yank him out and put anybody else in there. Horseshit. No, I'm not horseshit in the sense of it didn't happen. Eli has confirmed this and pretty much said, ah, if you're going to do that, you might as well just start the fucking kid. Why even put me on the field in the beginning of the game in the first place? Might as well just start the fucking guy, right? What a fucking insult. It's insulting. I'm the starting quarterback of this team. I've been the starting quarterback of this team for forever. He's not only been the starting quarterback for this team for forever, he's the greatest quarterback in this franchise. History. History. No other giant QB. Comes close to Eli Manning. None. And any, any, a real, a real old school Giants fan will tell you this is, this is one of those excuses I hear. The eye test. The eye test. The eye test will tell you that Eli Manning was never really that great a quarterback. So it's not enough to kick a man while he's down because he's having a bad season, but now he was never a good quarterback? That's what they told me. That's what I've been hearing all day. Ah, he's trash anyway. He's trash. He's trash? Have you seen the quarterbacks in the NFL this year? Have you seen them? You know how many teams in the NFL right now would kill for an Eli Manning? The Jets would kill for for, for this Eli Manning, the one that we're all looking at right now. It's not enough that he doesn't have anyone to protect him. It's not enough that he doesn't have anyone to throw to. It's not enough that the defense gives up point after point after point. No, but it's all Eli's fault, right? He's only the greatest player in the history of that position in that uniform. And and then there's the other one. This is the other excuse that I heard. Well, they have to plan for the future. Right? They have to plan for the future. What future? They're starting Geno Smith. They're not starting the draft pick. They're not starting the young guy. They're starting Geno Smith. Again, the proven failure. He's a bust. He's been a bust for years. That's why he was so easy to sign as a backup. He was a just-in-case. And just-in-case of what? Injury. Is he injured? No. So why the fuck why the fuck are we making a change? 
Here's the other excuse. Well, we're trying to salvage the season. Sal salvage the season? Sal salvage what? Salvage the season? They're two and nine. They're two and nine. There's only like five games left. Which would put them at seven and nine. Which, spoiler alert, isn't the fucking record you want. You need help on this team. So the lower the draft, the, excuse me, the higher the draft pick you get, the more you'll get. You can spend that off and get multiple picks from different rounds. Really give a new foundation to this team. You're not trying to win games. You're trying to lose games. You don't want to salvage the fucking season. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, we're not salvaging any fucking games. Geno Smith is Geno Smith is the answer over Eli fucking Manning. And and every time I talk to these fucking people, and it's not just NFL fans. It I hear Giants fans. I hear Giants fans. Well, he had a lot of luck. He had a lot of luck. The man began his career in 2004. Okay? It's 2017. It's a 13-year career with the same football team. And you're going to say he had a lot of luck. Okay? Let's talk about that luck for a second. I want you to go ahead and listen to this for a quick second. All right. It's a 13-year career he had with the New York Giants. His entire career has been with the New York Giants. Let's not lose track of the fact that they almost didn't have that. Because remember, Phillip Rivers was supposed to come here. And we ended up getting Eli in that trade. And how many Super Bowls does Phillip Rivers have again? Oh, that's right. None. How many does Eli have? Two. And every time I bring up the Super Bowls, they say, well, that's all you ever bring up. Eli's two Super Bowl wins. I don't think Eli won those Super Bowls. The defense won it for him. Right? That's what happened. The defense won the Super Bowls for him. Okay. I'm not even going to argue that. The undefeated Patriots? Yeah, that was a defensive game. The second one? I don't know if that was all, all the defense. I seem to remember a, a, a very deep pass to Manningham that saved... A lot of a lot of heartache amongst Giants fans. But everybody has blinders on, right? He's lucky. That's what I hear. He's lucky. Okay. Well, let's see. I have a few things in front of me here. Let's see. Let's see how lucky he's been over the course of his 13-year career. Now, he, he's been lucky, right? So he's had all the receivers in the world. He's had all the protection. Right, he's 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 had the, the the number one unit for thirteen years, right? Because because if that's the case, then maybe that could account for some of the things that I'm seeing here. Because if you look at touchdowns, and I'm not everything that I'm about to tell you right now is not New York Giant centric. All right, this is all time, all time, okay, all time. The top, not the top, but of all quarterbacks who've ever played the game. All time, Eli Manning rakes seventh in touchdowns. All time, seventh. 
And he's only eight away, eight more touchdowns away from sixth place held by Frank Tarkenton. And, and the, the season's not over yet. This is an experiment. So Eli could still play. So by the end of this season, if he does play, I can see him getting eight more. Right? At least eight. That would put him in sixth. You know who's above Eli? All-time touchdowns? Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Dan Marino. And I, all those names, and then Eli. How about Dan? Was he lucky? Drew Brees? Lucky? Tom Brady, lucky? Brett Favre? How about his brother Peyton? Is he lucky? Nah, I don't think those guys were lucky. I think those guys had skill, right? That was how those guys made it. They had skill. What about passing yards? Right? That's got to count for something. Well, how many yards has Eli really passed for? Right? Seventh all time. And he's only 850 yards away from sixth place. Again, if he plays the next few games, 850 yards passing, he can get that. Who who would he be passing? Oh, John Elway. That's who he'd be passing. You know who would be ahead of him in passing yardage all time if he takes over John Elway? Patton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Dan Marino. Were those guys lucky? Allow me to continue. Pass attempts. Pass attempts. How many times has he thrown the football in 13 years? He's had 7,220 pass attempts. 7,220 pass attempts. He's completed 4,319 of them. Now, percentage-wise, that means that for every pass he throws, he completes roughly 60%. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, well, that's not a, that's not great. That's slightly above the middle there. He's basically uh, one, for, uh, one for every two, right? Okay. You can sling it that way. I'll give it to you. But let's head over here to passes that are intercepted. He's 18th all time. Not a great number. But his total is 222. 222. That means for all those passes, 7,220 passes, only 222 of them have been intercepted. That means 6,998 other passes weren't turnovers. Which means even if he doesn't hit the target, he's not turning the ball over. They call that efficiency. 13 years of consistent, efficient football. But he's lucky, right? Okay, I have a stat for you that might prove your theory. He might actually be lucky. After everything I just said, yeah, maybe he is lucky, right? So let's look at this. Fourth, fourth quarter comebacks. Fourth quarter comebacks. You know, when the game's on the line... You know, when the superstars set up and just go crazy and pull it out for their team. That's the stat everybody likes to talk about, right? Fourth quarter comebacks. Okay. Well, guess what, folks? He's tied seventh all time. Who's he tied with? Drew Brees, Brett Favre, Ben Roethlisberger, and Fran Tarkenton again. Hell of a hell of a steamed company, no? Well, who's who's better than Eli at fourth quarter comebacks? 
How about Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Johnny Unitas, John Elway, and Joe fucking Montana? That's where Eli is, folks. Peyton, Brady, Marino, Unitas, Elway, Montana, Eli. These are stats that are not only proving he's clearly the best New York quarterback of all time. He's in the conversation as some of the greatest of all, amongst the greatest of all time. That's where his company is, folks. He's in the same breath as a Peyton, a Brady, a Marino, a Unitas, an Elway, a Montana, a Roethlisberger, a Tarkington. We're talking about the creme de la creme, the best ever, the best to do it ever. That's where he stands. So you can take your eye test, and you can take your gut feeling, and you can take all your, well, he was never really that good in the first place. And you can take your, well, he got lucky a few times. You can take them all. And you can stick them right up your ass. Because if you take all of that, take all those stats with the two Super Bowls. Mind you, he won one of the greatest Super Bowls ever played with the Giants and the Patriots in 2007. The guy's clearly a Hall of Famer. And he's an Iron Man. He did all of those things and never missed a snap. And you're going to bench him this Sunday because dot, dot, dot. Makes no sense. Makes absolutely zero sense. I don't agree with it. I hope to God by now and Sunday this changes but if that streak is ruined simply because McAdoo does not know what he is doing and Jerry Reese is who's the general manager of 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 the of the Giants actually lets this shit happen I don't know I don't know that might be a bit much for me to take I've been a fan of this team my whole life I have seen them make some mistakes and I've always stood by this team. But I have a problem with how they're handling this. Now, I'm just a fan. I can't make them do anything. They're going to make the decisions that they want to make. And I have to just sit by and take it. But I can voice my displeasure. And I have a ton of fucking displeasure for what's going down on Sunday. So that's my piece. That's my feelings about this whole giant situation. I had a wrestling topic that I wanted to bring up. We're almost uh, we're almost toward the end here. And this also pissed me off. Not as much as the other ones, I guess, because they all took precedent. I got about 10 minutes left to talk about this, according to my, uh, my counter here. And that's fine. And it won't take 10 minutes to get this fucking point across. But I wanted to mention something, and I kind of stayed away from it the first time it happened. Because when I first started my podcast, this was a fu- this was a fucking thing, okay? This was a thing when I first when I first started the podcast. This was a thing, and I didn't want to touch on it because I didn't want to come off angry and pissed off about it, like right out of the gun. But this is the outro, baby. This is episode eight, and I'm feeling froggy, so I'm about to fucking jump. 
since apparently the theme of this fucking episode is angry as fuck, I'm going to go ahead and continue the fucking trend and be angry as fuck. I want to talk to you, the fans, for a second, okay? And I'm going to start off talking to you as a collective, and I will start excusing you one at a time until I am left in the room with the real fuckers that I need to talk to. And so let's start the elimination process. If you're not a wrestling fan and you're listening to the sound of my voice, first of all, thank you for paying attention to my show. I really am under the assumption only wrestling fans are listening to my shit. So if you're not a wrestling fan, you are excused from this conversation. Okay? So go ahead and turn this shit off at this point. Because the rest of this shit you're not going to want to hear. All right. They're all gone. Just me and the wrestling fans. Okay? Now... If you are a wrestling fan who attends the shows religiously, you love following the wrestlers online, and you enjoy uh, supporting them, and you enjoy when the wrestlers support you, and you love being a part of the wrestling community, and you are a just a big overall lush and lover of everything pro wrestling, you are excused from this conversation. Please exit through the same door, the non-fans walk through and I will see you on the outside when I am done now we're not done eliminating yet we're getting down to the nitty gritty here one last elimination process if you are a worker if you are a wrestler or a manager or a ring announcer or a commentator or anybody related a referee anybody related to this business that you respect this business and you love it and you're willing to do anything for it and you just respect the shit out of it and you love being a part of it and you're willing to die in the ring for it, you are excused. Please follow through the door that everybody else followed through and I'll see you on the other side. Thank you very much. All right, they're all gone. Now it's just me and you. You people who are left. You sick unappreciative angry little fucks I want you to listen to me and listen to me fucking good okay I am not going to say this again this is my take on this and I need you to hear me because it is a cry for help I am reaching out to you as a cry for fucking help I need you to make me understand this shit. You creepy, inconsiderate little fucking pricks. I'm not coming out the gate nice about this shit. Theme of the Ocho is angry as fuck and you have made me angry as fuck. I need to say this to you straight to your face because you're listening to me now and you're still fucking confused as to why you're here. You're here because you don't have any fucking respect. That's why you're here. And I'm here to straighten you the fuck out. Okay? There is a big epidemic happening right now. And the only reason, let's be I'm gonna be fair about this. The only reason it's a fucking epidemic right now is because cell phones are everywhere, social media runs the fucking planet, and everyone knows what everyone's doing at every second of every fucking day. Okay? Some kid in Des Moines, Iowa, who just picked his ass, IG'd that motherfucker, and now it's got a thousand likes. That's the world we're living in. So any minuscule little shit that used to happen 5 or 10 or 15 or maybe even 40 fucking years ago is a big fucking deal right now. So it's all coming out in the light and all you creepy little fucks, you little roaches are coming out of the fucking countertops right now. 
Okay? So I am going to out you. And I'm going to help you right now to straighten your shit up. This is the call to wake the fuck up. Now, those were all the vague shits. Here are the specifics. Stalking's not okay. I need you to fucking listen to this. And yeah, the Sasha Banks situation that happened months ago, the Austin Aries situation that happened, I think, just last week. This is not new shit. This happens on all fucking levels. The WWE experience it, GFW, TNA, Impact, whatever the fuck they're called experiences it, Ring of Honor gets it, I've seen it at regular, average, run-of-the-mill fucking wrestling shows. I have seen stalkers, people trying to convince others that they are a part of the crew or something to get backstage to fuck with people's shit. I have seen people try to steal from people. I have seen people angry as fuck trying. I have seen a lot of dirty shit. Okay, I have seen women try to purposely fuck over men with their wives and wrestlers because they're fans. I've seen the, I've seen all that shit. You hear the stories about the people waiting at the airports at four in the fucking morning, or people or wrestlers that are coming in from a long flight and they go to the bathroom to take a shit, and people are using selfie sticks to take photos of them, and and and, and wrestlers trying to have dinner with their families, and people are coming up with like. T-shirts and posters and DVDs to get signed and all this other bullshit. Stop it. Cut it the fuck out. There is no fucking reason for it. There are plenty of times and places to get the attention of your favorite fucking performer. Not on your fucking time, on the other person's fucking time. And I'm going to go through the list of bullshit you guys people say all the fucking time. And I'm going to debunk and wipe my ass with it right now. You ready? Here it goes. The first one. The biggest fucking one. That irks me to no fucking end. Well, you're a celebrity. It comes with the part. It comes with the job of being a celebrity. Fuck you. First of all. Not everybody you're fucking stalking is a goddamn celebrity. As I just said two seconds ago, I've seen it on all levels, lower levels as well. Guys who have full-time jobs as gas station attendants, who happen to be working as a side job, as a pro wrestler, getting stalked and fucked with by fans. So stop with the celebrity bullshit. It is, there is nowhere on anyone's fucking contracts... I don't care if it's acting in Hollywood. I don't care if it's the NFL. I don't care if it's any any situation where there is a celebrity, okay, who's signing a contract for a job. Nowhere in that contract does it state, hey, Al from Michigan is going to fucking take a snapshot of you while you drop a deuce at 3 in the morning at O'Hare. That's not part of the fucking job. Leave it out of your fucking mouth. There is no part of anyone's fucking job that gives you the fucking right to stalk them, to harass them, to attack them. Nothing. There is no part of it. Julia Roberts did not sign a $10 million deal to do a movie so that Bob from Fort Lauderdale can grab a, sna- uh, grab a pair of used panties from a trailer to sniff and jerk off to. Trust me, it's not in Julia's contract to have that shit happen. It's a fucking excuse. You're using excuses to do goofy, creepy, negligent shit. Stop it.
It is not part of being a celebrity. It is you being a douchebag. That is your issue, not mine. Fix it. The other one. Well, what if there just happened to be in the airport when the wrestler shows up? That's not stalking. No, that's not stalking. If you just happen to be at the airport at 4 in the morning because you're waiting for a flight and uh, Brandy Orton was, comes walking down the fucking tarp and you start ball busting for a fucking autograph, no, you're right. That's not stalking. That's harassment. Also, not fucking good. And I know you're saying to yourself, well, come on, the harassment. I'm just asking for a fucking autograph. Yeah, you're asking for an autograph. And so was Timmy, and so was Billy, and so was Teddy, and so was Cody, and so was Brad, and so was William, and so was Joey, and so was Ryan, and so was Felicia, and so was Kim, and everybody else at the fucking airport. So you're worried about the single solitary you. You're not factoring the 30 other fucks who are harassing. It becomes a bit fucking much. There is no excuse, none, for anybody to be jumping out of weird fucking places, taking snapshots and harassing people all the fucking time. It is not part of the fucking job. It is not a coincidence because some of you fucking people are lying. Okay, because some of these planes that these people are on are chartered and private and you fucking people have the airport, the terminal, the time. All right, you guys are some airports, certain airports and terminals are locked off to the public, which means you're evading security, which means you're keeping an eye on on shifts and cameras. And it's just all fucking it's crazy. It's crazy. And you look fucking crazy doing it. Stop fucking doing it. Stop it. Every now and then, coming out of a cab, headed to the show, something like that, you catch a guy on the street, you want to ask for an autograph, fine. Fine. At least it's within the realm of, of, of being near the job. Okay? Oh, here, here, oh, just reminded me. Here's one of the ones. We pay for the tickets. We buy the merch. We pay your salary. We're the ones putting food on your table. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't fall for the hype, folks. First of all, the WWE, they have guaranteed contracts. Guaranteed contracts. Regardless if you bought that raw ticket or not, they're getting paid, buddy. They're getting paid. That money's already spent. Your money's going to the WWE. Independent shows. When you buy the $10, $20 ticket to go to the show, you're paying the promoter. You're not paying the talent. The talent got paid yesterday. Okay, a smart, a smart wrestler got paid beforehand before the show okay you didn't pay the rest of the salary you paid the promotion and even if you paid the promotion what are you paying for you're paying for a ticket the ticket's 10 bucks okay so you pay your 10 bucks you get the ticket when you pay your 10 bucks you are owed you are absolutely right on that end you are owed when you pay your 10 bucks you know what you're owed a show for the allotted time given to you on the fucking ticket. You, if the show goes from 7 to 9, you are owed a show from 7 to fucking 9. If 7 matches are announced for that show, you are owed 7 matches. That was what you paid to see. That is your involvement. Let's make it personal now. If I'm sitting at the merch table, okay? Now at the merch table... You are paying me now. Now you're paying me directly. I have a shirt. It's 20 bucks. 
come over to the table. He shake my hand. Say, hey, buddy, big fan of your work. Do you have this shirt and a 2X? I say, yeah, got a 2X right here, buddy, 20 bucks. You plop a 20 on the table. You take your shirt. We give a little wave goodbye, and we go on about our fucking day. You know what doesn't happen? You come up to the table. You say, hey, boy, how much uh, for this shirt? I said, 20 bucks. You put 20 bucks on the table, and then you come around the table and fucking start latching me up to a leather fucking uh, 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 a, a fucking mask and rope and chain and all this shit and start dragging me out of there like some sort of fucking slave. You don't own me because you put 20 bucks on a fucking table. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Fuck you. I don't owe you anything. You know what I owed you? The shirt. And you have the shirt now. And I appreciate your support. But you do not own me. If the choice is don't buy the shirt and we have no connection or you buy the shirt but you own me for the next few hours, I'm going to select the option of you not buying the fucking shirt. It ain't that fucking serious. It's a two-way street. The pro wrestler is going to go out there and he's going to put his body on the line to entertain you. He's going to do the match that you want him to do. He's going to do the catchphrases that you want to hear. He's going to offer you the merch that you want to buy. And that's the relationship. Anything other than that, that's on you. It's your hang-up. It's your problem. It is not part of the job. It is not any obligation from our end. I owe you nothing. I don't owe you an autograph. I don't owe you a picture. I don't owe you a funny vine or that's not even a thing anymore. I don't know. Whatever fucking some sort of YouTube video or whatever the fuck. I owe you nothing. Now, for the performers who go out of their way to do it, who do sign that autograph at 3 in the morning, who do the peace sign when they're on the bowl because they're getting a photo taken of them, the ones who take this shit in stride, if I were you as a fan, I would support that fucker to the end of the earth because that's a cool fucking guy. That guy's with it. He's, he's down for whatever. That's a cool thing. They should be praised for that. But the people who don't, for the people who don't want to do that autograph because they're just beaten from the fucking road and they just don't give a shit at this moment, just because you're catching them at a bad time, should they should not be killed for that. They should not be dragged through the fucking broken glass and lemonade juice. They, they shouldn't be fucked with or called a bitch or insulting people's spouses or coming after them in their homes. No one deserves that shit. And if you do that shit, I don't care how much of a fan you think you are. You're a fucking asshole. Period. End of fucking conversation when it comes to that. You're a jerk. You're an asshole. You're a piece of shit. A piece of shit on my shoe that I need to find a curb immediately to smush you the fuck off irks me. I have this fucking battle online all the time. They should be more humble. That should be more humble. That's another one. They should be more humble. Don't forget where you came from. Let me tell you something real. I'm I'm over my time right now. I know that. But I don't give a fuck. Okay? Because I'm I'm still in the middle of being fucking uncensored right now. And I'm going to be real. I have a horrific past. Okay? A lot of good stuff in my history when I was a kid. A lot of bad. Okay? All right? A lot of times, we didn't have electricity. A lot of times, we didn't have heat. We didn't have AC. We didn't have food, okay? I had a 
very, very long fucking childhood. And I will never forget that, ever. And I also will not forget how long it took, how hard it was to come from that to what I'm doing now. Now, I am in the profession that I always wanted to be in. I'm going to school to better myself in that profession. I got a beautiful wife. I have an amazing son. I have a great family and I've got great friends. I worked hard to get here. 34 years of age and I am in the best place of my fucking life. And yeah, I have bad days still to this day. Last two podcasts I told you I'm not in a good place. But you know what? I will take where I am now 10 times out of fucking 10 than where I was. I will never forget that. Never. So because Jim in Idaho didn't get his fucking autograph, now I don't know where I come from. I've completely lost myself. I'm such a diva. Fuck you, Jim. Yeah, Jim in Idaho. And just to be safe, because I'm not sure which Jim I'm referring to, Fuck all gyms in Idaho. Let's make that official right now. All gyms in Idaho. Fuck you for more CDs Uncensored Mind. Fuck you. So you guys figure out amongst yourselves which gym it was that did the thing that I'm saying and you, you ostracize him. But until then, it is a full fuck gym from Idaho ban here in Orsini's Uncensored Mind. And when I get the phone call system put in, I don't want to hear from any gyms in Idaho. Fuck all of you. But no, seriously. This is a real thing, guys. You need to be careful. Okay? You absolutely need to be careful. This is a very, very serious fucking thing. Okay? Stop being assholes. Stop stalking. Stop being dicks about this. All right? Make it fucking work. Okay? Just make it fucking work. Jesus Christ. All right. I'm way over my time here, so I'm going to get this in as fast as I could. This Friday here in uh if you're going to be in the new jersey area the north jersey area more specifically uh i will be in the house uh, i don't do many wrestling shows anymore uh but i will be in the house this friday uh the bell time for this show is 7:30 it's going to be in uh the princeton new jersey elks lodge number 2129 i don't know if those numbers help you um i've been having some issues with the gps on this one uh but i figured it out if you go to the uh, the Facebook event page for Fiesta Pro Wrestling, uh, it's called Fiesta Pro Wrestling Presents Christmas Chaos and Hanukkah Havoc. Um, you can go right to the, they have the link there for the address. You could just click on that, go right to your Google Maps, and um, and it'll take you right there. So yeah, it's going to be, um, bell time is the Friday, 7.30. A lot of great matches, a lot of great talent on this show. Um, if you're not familiar with any of the uh, the New York guys or the New Jersey guys and gals, uh, you know, Anthony Gangone, uh, House of Glory mainstay, he goes uh, one-on-one with uh, the heart killer, Chris Wilde. I've had a chance to call, um, not call, I've had a chance to work with uh, Mr. Wilde on a few occasions. That's going to be a great matchup. Karen Q, who is, uh, who is who who's done some Women of Honor stuff, and little birdie told me she's actually getting some work down in Florida, wink, wink. So she's a great talent. She's amazing in the ring. She goes, uh, they have it here shot for shot. It's one of the things that Fiesta Pro Wrestling does. Like, it's a real fiesta. You know, it gets down to the nitty gritty. But Karen uh, Q goes shot for shot, one on one, with uh, Tasha Steeles, which is another young, up and coming uh, female wrestler who's 
got a great look and a great uh, great style, and I, I love watching her in the rings. This is going to be really good. Um, other appearing acts, uh, Ali Rex, who's awesome, Candy Cartwright, awesome. I mean, they're all awesome. Destiny, Eddie McQueen, AJ Risk, who's the spot I'm taking. Um, AJ Risk was actually the color commentator for this company, and I was the uh, the MC, the host, and EJ was uh, was injured. He's now getting back into the ring, so I wish him well, and I will try to do my part to uh, to keep up the festivities. Um, Eric Jaden, who is a class act, my friend. You, you got to see this guy in the ring. He's a ball of it. He's very entertaining. This guy's awesome. Uh, Faye Jackson, uh, w- one of my old school buddies. Can't wait to call her match. Uh, Howie Timberch, who's uh, a ring of, who's done some Ring of Honor stuff. Killian McMurphy, Mar- uh, Maria Manic, Matthias Glass. Yes, that Matthias Glass, <laughs> who's been all over the internet and all over Facebook the past couple of weeks. Uh, Mike Law, Mike Orlando. Uh, there's a lot of talent. Stan Styles. I can't. Uh, I can't talk enough about these guys. I love all these talents. It's an eclectic group of guys, but guess what? At Fiesta Pro, it just works. So um, you can check them out on Facebook, Fiesta Pro Wrestling. I will be there live and in person. You'll get a chance to meet me. And uh, and when you do, please um, feel free to ask me for an autograph. I will not curse you out. <laughs> Despite everything I just said here, for as long as you're cool, bro, as long as you're cr- I'm not normally this angry. So I'm way over my time. I have made this a much longer podcast. This is my longest podcast to date. I'm trying to stay to the 60 minutes, but I'm just having the ball right now talking to you guys. So I will be uh, in the building in New Jersey on Friday. Uh, I will be probably a lot more wrestling heavy next week because there's a lot of shit going on. There's some things that I want to talk about on this show that all got pushed aside for Avengers. So I I made way for Avengers. I will do it again. I will do my original plan next week. So uh, Black Friday just passed, Cyber Monday. There's a lot of things going on. Christmas is coming up. There's a lot of shit going on. So my equipment journey continues. I will be working on that. And as soon as I can start getting these interviews going, I will do so. So thank you guys for listening to The Ocho, my longest episode to date. Hope you guys had a somewhat educational time. Got to know a little bit more about me. And uh, the bottom line to that is don't piss me off. (laughs) Very simple. Don't piss me off. Wait, I think that was Jeff Jarrett's line. (gasps) Cease and desist. Oh, man, that would be great if I can get one of those letters. (laughs) I'm out. Don't piss me off. Please listen to my husband's show.